0: Peace and infinite blessings to you, my lovelies. Welcome to A Word with Guguletu, the podcast where the motto is Healing is sexy, in case you didn't already know. Now, if you're here for the first time, thank you so much for joining. You chose a good episode to join us on because this one's a little bit special with a guest. Um, And of course, if you're already part of the Sexy Healers Gang, you know what it is. Stay sexy. I missed you so much. And um, yeah, you guys, um, apologies for the delay on (laughs) the episodes being released um i was a little bit busy and um i just needed to take some time but i'm so happy to be back and I, i hope you are happy to have me back so that we can continue having these amazing conversations that just um uplift us and encourage us to heal in the ways that we need to heal so um i'm very glad to be back um, for this episode, there was actually a live conversation that I held with the guest of this uh, episode, who is Onalerona Makare, and you can find that on IGTV um for the instagram account at a word with google let to no underscores nothing just at a word with google let to. um and of course you can watch that and refer back to it if you'd like to only the first part of the live was able to be saved um i'm still in a battle with technology but um, it's there if you want to watch it um Another thing I want to say is um, If you do want to be in communication with me If you have some questions, some comments If there's anything that you think is maybe worth discussing um, Do send me a message At A Word With Guguletu You can also send me a message on my Twitter account Which is A-W-W-G-U-G-U So A-W-W-G-U-G-U um, Or Gugu <laughs> So yeah, um, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy to hear from you guys and um, to hear your insights and anything that you have to say because remember guys I really want this to be um, something that can be a community initiative you know like we're kind of building a little community for ourselves here like the sexy healers gang like how dope is that you know Um anyways <laughs> if you know you know so um yeah today's episode um will be sort of like an interview styled um episode and um the guest as i've already said is Onaleno Onalero Namkhari and in this episode we're going to be talking about all things financial feels you guys because in case you didn't know money is an energy um it's a reflection of some kind of energetic exchange that has happened and so i think it's absolutely important that we talk about it um as well as how to better handle our personal finances so Honor's an old friend of mine and um we reconnected over this topic of money and um she knows a little bit more about it because that's what she's studying so um yeah um that's 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 it that's what's going to be in today's episode so i truly hope that it is helpful to you i hope that um it expands your perception i hope that you have something to add something to disagree with something to agree with um and as always (laughs) stay sexy my sexy healers gang so um yeah i think i will i will take it to the interview now
1: I've actually been a little bit busy because um, I think I needed to take a break from <laughs> from the trying so hard to heal, and I just needed to be in the present moment. And um, you know, um, by the grace of God, I was able to travel, and um, it was really it was really good for me just to be able to um, regroup. You know mentally spiritually emotionally and um, I think I've learned a lot about myself and I've had a lot of downloads that um, I'm definitely excited to share with you guys um, as I upload episodes so um, for those of you who have been patiently waiting thank you I appreciate that so much and um, yeah let's let's get the show back on the road (laughs) So um, today, um, today's episode is going to be a little bit different and um, I'm very excited because um, I've always uh, said this, um, is that the intention is for us to really build a community of people who are um, not even necessarily like-minded but a community of people who are willing and able to learn from each other, help each other to grow Um, and you know with that you need to collaborate with other people Um, and so I'm very excited um, um, about today's episode Um, and I wanted us to go into the topic of uh, finances um, and I was reconnected to an old friend of mine um, from primary school and I will allow her to introduce herself as well. Um, But just that conversation alone, it made me realize a lot and I think it's important to talk about. Um, our financial well-being as well in the conversation of spirituality and emotional well-being because those things affect and reflect off of each other Um, and we are now in very tumultuous times financially Um, I don't think that very many people are you know, have very happy wallets Um, I could be wrong you know, Um, but With that being said, I think it's a conversation that is worth having, and I'm so excited to have my guest here today um, as we talk about our financial feels. And um, yeah, so she's been patiently waiting, so I will allow her to introduce herself now.
2: Uh, Thank you so much, Guru. Hi, everybody. Um, The name is Unalorona Masari. I am... I'm quite passionate about this finance topic. Hence, I am studying the Bachelor of Commerce and Accounting. It is my oh. first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, been quite the journey actually. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> you so much for having me,
1: hey? No, you're <laughs> absolutely um, it's my absolute pleasure. And um I'm glad that we connected again. And um I'm I'm glad that you are passionate about something as important as money because yeah. it's kind of important. So, um, no, I'm glad to have you here. Um, so you said you are studying um, uh, at the University of the Free State?
2: Uh, yes, I am.
1: Ah, wow. And um, what is the exact course that you're studying?
2: The Bachelor of Commerce in Accounting, so I'm majoring in accounting.
1: Ah, got it. So can you give us and um, like our viewers and even me a little bit of an idea of once you are done with that degree, like what what are the the kind of roles that you could go into a careers? would that just be an accountant or are there more variety? Um variations of careers you can go into
2: um you could typically go into you know the, follow the accounting you know become an accountant type of route or mm-hmm. you could further on and in advance into a chartered accountant or you could teach accounting you could mm. become a lecturer mm-hmm. you could also um what's this an auditor you can become an auditor there's actually uh. quite A lot of things that you can do with accounting—it's a skill, remember? Right. Needed yes. so.
1: Right. No, I think that's a very good way to put it because, um, I mean, in any industry that you're in, really, every company is gonna need to have somebody who can audit their things or who can do the payroll or, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think that's um, it's a very good skill to have, and especially, um. If you do have entrepreneurial, you know, goals, then I mean, it. I think it it lessens the chances of you getting played a little bit. It does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so I'd like to believe. I guess we'll find out soon. <laughs> soon. Um. And how have you found um the transition um into university? Um, because um, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it's not a problem. I'm 18. Wow, okay. Yeah. You sound a lot older. You're <laughs> still very mature. <laughs> yeah, I <no. laughs> um, So how have you found the transition into going into university and um, I guess just mm-hmm. in terms of maybe being away from home and also financial like how do you how do you manage that
2: so for the most part since grade seven until my matric I was in boarding school so I was mo- uh-huh. mostly away from home so me being away from home right now is not something new to me it's yeah. quite familiar so I'm able to deal with the homesickness that comes along with it right the transition I will not say it's been smooth because there's no such thing mm-hmm. it has quite, I think I was well prepared for it I mm. expected it and I think I'm handling it quite well and with terms to finance
1: mm-hmm.
2: I really just try my best I try, I live below my means, but obviously the first few months it was really difficult because my first time handling such a sum of money right. and I have to you know, cover all these costs like groceries. right and so on and so forth but so far I've been I think I've
1: been doing really well no I'm I'm very glad to hear that and um yeah I'm glad to I I I would have to agree with you on the little bit about uh you know boarding school and how that is I mean it prepares you for you know that time when you're not going to be um, with your family because I, I too went to boarding school I mean there was a period where I moved like out of the country for a while so yeah. I think um, I don't know like anytime I meet people who have gone to boarding school it just seem a little bit more like you know have a good head on your shoulders because I, I do believe that it's teaches you a lot <laughs> and yeah. at a very uh, crucial age most of the time you know yeah. um so no i'm i'm very i'm very glad to hear that and, and that's very interesting i didn't know that about you yeah. um, <laughs> um yeah. okay um so okay let's let's get into the financial bit a little bit um to you why why is personal finance something that is so important um i mean from you know just first of all you're a young person right and a lot of the times <laughs> as was young people we don't we don't have the ability to think so far ahead or um we we don't we're not really interested in finance and things like that um Um, so to the point that you actually wanted to go and study, you know, this, um, I'm guessing you're very good at math, but (laughs) other than that, why is uh, personal finance so important to you?
2: Well, personal finance is very important because, you know, I came across a a quote earlier Mm -hmm. on this week, it said, money is not everything, but everything needs money. Mm. because if we look at our basic needs shelter you need money for that food you need money for that clothing you need money for that Mm -hmm. so now it is very important that we are intentional with how we handle our money and that Mm. we're educated in this aspect so that we can make informed decisions about our hard-earned money because if you calculate Mm. the effort and the hours you put into actually being compensated on a monetary basis in terms of Mm. a salary Mm -hmm. and you don't make very um, wise decisions with your money, you end up in a really bad place. Right. Very important that we are um, informed, well-informed about these types of things.
1: Right. No, that's, that's so true. And I think, you know, maybe just... I mean, I I think I'm too much of an abstract person. I suffer. (laughs) I struggle with logic sometimes. But if we just start to connect those two things, um, I think what you're saying essentially is that, you know, there's certain energy that is being put into making money, right? Or a certain amount of money. So there's certain things that we want from life. And so we're making like, and we're making these exchanges constantly, like, Mm. okay for this meal in order to feed myself i'm going to give away some of this which yeah. i use which i got that amount of you know currency by spending or giving five hours of my time you know mm. every day for you know what i mean so yeah. i think that you know as you're talking about it i think it it is it very important because um we have to be conscious about every aspect of um, our well-being. And I think personal finance is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I think especially young people, especially in Thank South you. Africa, I mean, the state of our economy is... <laughs> uh, you. Maybe you can give a little more insight into that. Well. <laughs> If we
2: just look at the unemployment rate, Mm -hmm. especially amongst the youth, is an excruciating 46%. Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: And the savings rate for South Africa is not even 20%. Mm.
1: So
2: we don't have jobs, so a lot of us are Mm. just, you know, sitting around and we're just trying to make ends meet, but a lot of the times there's more month than there is money right and that is that is really a
1: problem yeah right i mean it's a horrible predicament to be in um especially especially when you think about the state i mean a lot of people can't in general can't afford to go to school even without going into a debt you know it's like it's an it's an unspoken rule that comes with it for a lot of people so now you're trying to manage that um but then there are no jobs (laughs) there are no you know there's no accessibility to this funding that you so desperately need um and I think another thing that is a little bit interesting is that when it comes to entrepreneurial you know ideas and things that the youth have i find that that can be a little bit more difficult to access you know funding for um and you know puts a lot of us in like predicaments because you can't this <laughs> is like what do you yeah, do no. <laughs> that's that um, very true mm-hmm.
2: because um, going to a bank with a startup business It's not even anything tangible You just have a business plan And you go to a bank And you ask them for money For some source of financing mm. They'll just look at you like You're not serious <laughs> <laughs> You're not serious So now so just another be another like, problem Next, <laughs> next. <laughs> Right So it's another problem Because entrepreneurs try to create jobs but aren't able to fully maximize Mm. uh, or scale their businesses because they do not have the financial resources to do that and the banks are not willing to give them and the government
1: do so much so it is really a problem that somehow we need to fix (laughs) i i I agree with you on that one it seems to be a very (sighs) a never-ending cycle you know <laughs> of, it really of, is. Of, of poverty because one thing that I always like that that I always appreciate right because I, I left Canada to come back and a lot of people think I'm crazy for that like why would you leave and I mean you know to each his own but for me like we are some of the most talented people you know on the planet. I'm just I'm talking about us as Africans. Like we're so talented, you know, we, we work hard, we have amazing ideas. Um, but it just seems as though there they aren't structures in place to really support us, to really nurture that, to allow us to be independent enough to um you know carry out and fulfill our potentials. You know, it, it it's so sad because it's like this uh, this like cloud of <laughs> of poverty yeah. over like you know very rich minds and very rich lives, if that makes sense.
2: And the thing is with poverty is that it all begins in the mind.
1: Poverty is
2: mm. state.
1: So mm.
2: now, if you're born into a system that from the go from the get go teaches poverty, then you're bound to become a a poverty-ridden person, mm. you know, go to break free from the system that, in a sense, um, what is this word? What's this like word? Like oppresses. No, it gives security. Well, it mm, gives like I see. Mm-hmm. Because, like you mentioned earlier, people need money to go to school. Like we cannot afford to go to school, mm. and some people, have debt, and now that debt is a constant debt and then you don't get a job and it keeps growing it doesn't wait for you it doesn't care whether you have a job or not it'll keep on growing and the sad thing is that a lot of us are bound to die
1: with that debt not being paid off
2: so it is a cycle of
1: poverty exactly I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I actually got goosebumps, um, especially when you're talking about, you know, the fact that poverty is a mental uh, state of being, and I absolutely believe that is true. Um, I think that for many, for many people, like, you know, people who just didn't even have a chance because of their environments, and I think there's this argument that comes up often when we talk about you know societal conditions and how people are as individuals. Um, this thing of nature versus nurture or how mm. our environment really does shape a lot of what we are. Um, because I think it, it becomes a place that you're in sync with. So yeah. even just being around people who don't know anything about money has an effect on you because i mean when you're growing you, you don't have much to learn from except your environment yeah. I mean, so i humans, think
2: mm-hmm. sorry as humans no, we're, no, no. we're looking towards one another as a point of reference you know we mm. always refer somebody else to learn something from them so now if you're surrounded with people that don't know anything about money then you can't necessarily know something about money
1: hmm mm-hmm. yeah no it's absolutely true um and on that note um I'm curious to know whether or not you had people who maybe taught you about money like um how much of that was an intentional part of your childhood and your education um maybe even just on a personal level um in
2: terms of educational level like when I'm school wise Mm -hmm. the closest I got to learning about money, not specifically personal finance, Mm. was me doing accounting. Mm. And that is literally the closest, and a lot of people don't choose accounting as a subject or business. So the closest thing to speaking or learning about money in school is EMS, Economic Management Sciences. And then it it ends at grade nine. <laughs> but, yes. But, so you see, but in terms of people, I am blessed with my parents who mm-hmm. have taught me quite a lot about finances. Mm. You know, that always makes sure that, okay, no, my siblings and I, we have piggy banks and we save mm. money mm. or we, we can only spend this amount of money when we go shopping. So it's the little things that built up right carry with me but unfortunately that everybody
1: has someone they can learn from right yeah no that's that's very true um i mean i think in terms of the schooling system i think that the whole curriculum like I'm, and i'm talking like worldwide <laughs> mm. needs to be a little bit um you know modified because the things that the world needs is not necessarily what is being taught to us and you know, what True. is being taught to to in schools True. and um there's a very interesting like history of public schools and the idea is more so that it's to make people um you know who are workers who are more so obedient but it 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 fails to really do that at the bit of educating which is i think um, empowering people to be able to make their own decisions and you know try different ideas that they have um so i i also didn't learn very much (laughs) about money from school yeah um so i hear you on that one and i think um you know you're very blessed to have parents who um not only did they teach you but they were um Uh, Sorry, what I'm trying to say is not only were they themselves educated, um, you know, about money and personal finances, Mm -hmm. but then they also took the further step of teaching you that. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a a very good thing because you can also have maybe parents who are very wealthy, um, but then they don't really teach their children and then... (laughs) like their children just I mean you know we see it happen all the time where people who come from very affluent households um, they they can lose all of that wealth because they really don't know how it all works you know they're just born into it Um, and that is why
2: that is why generational mm -hmm. wealth is a non, nearly non-existent thing in South Africa because Mm. such knowledge is not passed down through generations so how do we expect the younger generation to kind of carry the the role of you know building that business or furthering it doesn't it's really quite a mess honestly (laughs) no i i agree
1: with you (laughs) i agree with you and i think too i mean maybe let me ask you like what what is wealth to you you know when we talk about generational wealth what does that mean to you generational wealth
2: is more of it's not i don't necessarily base wealth in terms of money Mm -hmm. because you know money is it is here in abundance it comes it goes it flows it's ever flowing it does not stay stagnant or whatever so i do not necessarily measure that in terms of money Mm. but if we're speaking of generational wealth in terms of passing down legacies from one Mm. generation to another generation then mostly you would see that there there was a business that was started in a family Mm. and let's say okay, my forefathers owned a store and then that store Mm. was passed down into generations, like a family heirloom. Yes, yes. But now, since I don't necessarily want to relate that in a monetary sense, Mm
1: -hmm. it is
2: more of knowledge and attitude Mm. towards Mm. situations and, you know, being flexible and accepting change you know Mm -hmm. is the only constant and things like that you know always Mm -hmm. to learn and being a better person better version than you were the previous day right
1: yeah wow no i'm i'm like (laughs) you have a wonderful way with words and i i agree with you i think that like as you were talking about the example that you made about okay your forefathers owned a store and then you know it gets passed down and passed down um and i i think that that is probably it that's the core of it i mean Mm -hmm. i think it starts within the families you know so sometimes people especially our age they look down on like You know, maybe if you were working in a family business or your family had a store or something, or even if your family had a farmland or something like that, I find that a lot of young people, like, they want to leave and they want to go to the city and they want to, like, be cramped and try to survive (laughs) like a rat like a one in a million as opposed to like coming together you know with family members or with you know people that they can trust who you can start building that wealth with um because i think yeah and i think that it um I think that's something that we struggle with, especially as melanated people, <laughs> because it's almost as though we we struggle sometimes with supporting one another. And I, 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 I think it comes from uh, the poverty mindset of being very yeah. scarce, right? So I mean, if I believe that there's only one pie and I don't see the other pies, then if it comes down to me and you i'm gonna go in survival mode and it's gonna like i'm gonna fight for the pie and you're gonna fight for the pie but like no one stops to think okay let's look around maybe there are other pies or let's learn how to make the pie so that we can just keep making more for ourselves you know we just automatically go into that um you know very survival mode yeah
2: and that's that's honestly a sad thing because then it brings us, melanated people down. Like it drags us down from mm-hmm. within.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it is as small as being envious that you know your friend got new shoes or mm-hmm. your friend got a phone or whatever. It's the small things that build up over time, and right. it is that it is part of the scarcity mindset, as you said. Because I mean, if we're if it's you and I, Google and there's one mm-hmm. pie. We <laughs> just put the pie in the middle, you know. True. Fight over the pie because we both want a whole pie. <laughs> so I like pie awesome. though. I might
1: fight you for that one, Anna. not <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I hear you. It's, it's really something that we need to work on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, together. Mm-hmm. Because but it has to start within you know instead of being envious we should work on congratulating one another and uplifting one another yes and, exactly yeah.
1: and i think too that's where now being sure of yourself all of these other aspects the spiritual aspect it, it it matters like everything plays into each other because i mean if i see somebody with new shoes i mean if i'm a confident person i have Five pairs of shoes that work that I use. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like Uti now, what? Like I want the shoe because what? Because someone else. Yes, is what? <laughs> you see, so so I think it it all works together, and I, I I I believe in what you're saying about it starting from you know the internal, mm. um, because I I really do. uh you know, when you say that poverty is a mind is a mindset, I believe that is 100% too a truth. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it necessarily means that when you say, okay, I have a million dollars now, you have a million dollars, but it, it's about your your capability, like your self worth. How how do you value yeah. yourself? Because I, I I agree with you. Money just comes and goes. It's a it's a mm. currency, but what is mm. being exchanged is the actual energy is the ability for us to say like if I have an idea like me making money from that is simply just a manifestation of the creator in me you know
2: true True. Mm -hmm.
1: so um, on that note in terms of solutions now do you think Mm. that there is a way to rectify the issue of you know us not really talking about money like as youth, as black people, as (laughs) the people who don't speak about money. Do you think there's a way that, you know, we can rectify that issue? You know,
2: first of all, the education system, Mm. (laughs) honestly Mm. speaking. Something really needs to be done about that because, let me make a quick example. I come from a school with a, um, a principal who is very passionate about psychology. So, once a year, she'd always mention the different types of intelligence, but she never mentioned financial intelligence. Mm. Ever. Mm. And I've been (laughs) in that school since grade 7 until matric, and she has never once mentioned financial intelligence. So, something needs to be done about that. It's not taught in school, and that's an issue. Right. Secondly, we have to be comfortable to speak about it amongst ourselves. I have to be Mm. able to go and sit with my Mm. friends, and we're able to discuss whatever financial matter is going on Mm. you know it's a conversation that needs to happen amongst our friends in our peer Mm -hmm. group you know in classrooms in offices in our families around the Mm. dinner table and it shouldn't be a taboo thing to talk about it shouldn't be a strenuous thing to talk about Yeah. but that's gonna take some time and it's going to we're going to have to gradually grow into and become people that speak of money.
1: Yes. Yes. So I think those are the main two things. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think those are great ideas and very doable. I mean, it's not like you yeah. said, we need, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, it's not unrealistic. Like, we just yeah. literally need to talk about it more and put it out on the table. I mean, like, I know for me, like, in my family, like, we don't talk about money so Mm. (laughs) only to the extent where okay maybe you need to know that okay like don't spend too much or else it's going to be awkward when you try to check out or whatever but never to an extent where we're just like oh did you know that (laughs) like this different account is different to this one because of this and that so and i think that would have been very helpful Um, in many you know times in my life where I was trying to figure things out but I was always operating from a scarcity mindset and it was because of you know just ignorance like you know just not even knowing what I don't know (laughs) so I think that that that's absolutely doable and you know we're gonna all put ourselves to the test (laughs) to do that more often (laughs) it <laughs> really should be. I put
2: everybody listening to this and joining us with this conversation to speak yes. with at least one person every week about money.
1: <laughs> yes, it should yes. actually really be a challenge. Yes. No, I think it's true. I think it's absolutely true. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you because you mentioned like saving quite a bit when we're um, as we're discussing um and now there's a lot of information that's coming out like there's a lot the, the financial world right now is like i mean you're the fine you're the accountant here yeah, but <laughs> what i can say is that it doesn't look good <laughs> it doesn't feel good it feels like we're on the brink of like a collapse or something so um what is your insight on that like just how should we be feeling?
2: <laughs> you know, in terms of that brink of collapse, it's never too late to change.
1: Mm. You know, it's never
2: too late to take a shot left. It's really <laughs> never too late. So if if you're a person that never saves money, it's never too late to start saving one rand
0: or saving mm. as
2: little as you can, as much as you can, you know. Right savings should actually like really be embedded in our culture it should become a culture you know it shouldn't be something that oh my gosh I have to save money and then mm. you strain and then you not have a headache because you don't know how much you should save no <laughs> the, the bare minimum the bare minimum that two that you picked up on the street <laughs> yes, like, put it in your piggy bank you know
1: right it should really right. become um, a lifestyle a culture mm-hmm yeah no i hear you i mean i mean i've also heard a lot of people say things like you shouldn't like not maybe you shouldn't be saving but they say it's along the lines of like saving is something that is you know useful to banks so if we want to be um like for your financial freedom you want to invest more in things what are your thoughts on that sentiment like saving versus investing because I've, I've literally watched people who say like no don't save just like have a small amount but then just invest <laughs> i was like okay
2: so okay let me mm-hmm. try give an, a brief explanation of the difference between saving and investing okay saving is when you put money away <clears throat> i'm sorry specifically for a short-term goal Mm. so you save money for like the next six months you put money away for the next six months right whereas investing is when you put money away for the long term so we're speaking five years going on right right you know you save for that vacation that you want to take to Seychelles but mm. you invest for your financial freedom at
1: the age of 35 mm. okay you know, I yeah. hear you that was a good uh that was a good way to put it
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's the difference people often get it confused mm. yeah so yeah because
1: that is... I mean mm-hmm. you can speak <laughs> um I was just saying I mean I think you know saving is very it's, it's very important you know I mean, it starts, like, if you were lucky enough to be getting, you know, tuck shop money in primary school, then you'd save a little so that, you know, you can get the pie on Friday. (laughs) So, it's, like, yeah, it's something that it should be invested, um, embedded in our our brains um, a little bit. True. Um, And I think also, Like like... When it comes to the state of the world right now I mean we don't really know what's going to happen So if we don't have anything Like it's a bit of a tricky situation to be in Yeah But I mean then what do you say to people who like Because in the beginning we're talking about people I mean if I can't afford school If I can't afford like I don't have a job You know I don't like how do I save? Because if I save this thirty rands that means I'm not going to eat today. Like, <laughs> what mm-hmm. would you say to people who are in that kind of predicament? Because I I know there's a lot of people who it's like it's like it feels impossible. So how yeah. do we go about it?
2: Like I said, you don't have to save the whole thirty rand. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you know that you only have thirty rand. You can save mm-hmm. one rand mm. It's you know people honestly underestimate the power of small steps mm. yeah, because if you habitually save one rand when you when one day you have 300 rand you'll be able to save 10 rand you right. know so right. it's a matter of starting small and gradually going with it and i know that there are a lot of people that feel as though that You know, it's just impossible to save, and there is no way. But there is honestly always a way. It's just that one rand that you put away. You Mm. know, just that one
1: rand. Right. Mm. No, I I hear you. I think that's a good uh good good advice to leave us with is just to start small. You know.
2: Yeah, just to start small and then gradually um you know progress and grow into it. Because you're not mm-hmm. trying to break your back trying to save, because then <laughs> you're going to end up losing an arm and a leg, and we don't want that.
1: <laughs> we, we don't want that. No, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, so like, our real talk, like, am I going to starve just to save this money? <laughs> because then, then. No, but I yeah, hear no. you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, I think also when you say that, I think it's more now it becomes about the practice and the skill, right? So it's it's like you're practicing. So even though it's small amounts of money, just practicing the skill of like leaving some behind, you know, you don't have to yeah. pst, extravagantly just spend. Like, I know I used to have that problem, especially like when I first started working and oh gosh i'm just airing out all my laundry here but when i first started I <laughs> <know> you work <laughs> <laughs> i was like um i would just go to the supermarket and now just buy things that i didn't even need like you yeah. didn't even need just just for just but i think it goes back to that scarcity mindset because it's like once you if you feel like you don't have anything you know as soon as you get a little bit you can't even make the intelligent decision to save some like you just go like mm-hmm. no let me spend it all
2: <laughs> um, true. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the stakes you know majority of the households in south africa spend 70 percent of their money trying to cover up debt and how you get into That's... debt is when you spend money you don't have mm. so you have rand you ate all the 30 you spent all the 30 rand (laughs) the whole 30 rand and now something happens and you now Mm. need to go ask somebody for money
1: yeah yeah
2: it's an ongoing cycle that constantly happens and everybody falls into the same trap over and over again yes
1: no that's true i mean it sounds like it sounds all too familiar like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, so very close close <laughs> <laughs> it's very close to home It's very close to home Oh gosh Um, And that's so that's, a, that's sad because it's not like Now you're not working for this money But just making those Bad decisions right Like letting it get to that point Now it puts you in situations That it's like You don't even want to be in that situation <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you know or when those people are coming for their money like you don't even want to be there you <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> somehow you just want to disappear, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> far away um yeah. yeah no i i would agree with that um so now, how does one actually participate in the act of saving money? I mean, I think you went a little bit into that, but is there anything more that you'd like to like, add to that point of how do we participate
2: in the act of saving? So, you have to include it in your budget, basically. Okay. And a budget is basically a financial plan. You know, it is a plan on how you're going to spend your money. It is a tool that you use to tell your money
1: where it is going to
2: go mm, right so in order to effectively say you have to be intentional about it mm-hmm. so whether you hopefully you write down your budget mm-hmm. <laughs> some of us including
1: some of us <laughs> our budgets are budgeted and then we end up with no money <laughs> okay. i was just about to say like oh man <laughs> I have writing skills, but not those kinds. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'm still working on that, too. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So you have to be intentional, you know, like, drop a budget, see how you spend your money, and try. Let's say you, you get about 5,000 Rand, save 10 Rand that month. Right. You know, right. Include it in your budget so that it is an intentional act. And also... Right we should also adopt this mentality of don't save what you have left over you know mm. save money first then spend on other things right you know um people call this the act of paying yourself first mm. because mm-hmm. a lot of the times when we receive money we're so quick to spend it and give it to other people and we mm. don't have any left you know we exactly. work for it we don't we don't have any of that money Mm, you yeah. don't see it at the by the end of the you month. Don't you don't it. see
1: anything. It, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> by mid month, it's already like, Ooh. Whoa. dude. So <laughs> 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: you have to be very intentional about that. You know, and it, right. I, I advise including
1: that in your budget. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. make it an intentional thing that you like it's not just the leftovers yeah and i think like that's funny that you say it because i'm also realizing myself like i i think that's just how i think of savings like when you're like savings i'm like well after i do all this stuff then i'll see how much i have (laughs) but um i think that's true we spend too much of our money on not ourselves and not on things that are helpful productive in Mm -hmm. any way so i think that's a very helpful tip um and how does one like how do you make an effective budget then like what are your what would you say if you want to make an effective budget like you're just starting like You don't know anything about anything but you want to be better with your personal finances what are some things that are important um when to make a a budget
2: um so i personally use the 50 30 20 rule Mm -hmm. which basically states that 50 percent of your income you will spend it on things that you need And guys, when I say things that you need, I mean things that are (laughs) crucial to your survival. (laughs) Okay, I'm not talking about a pair of Jimmy Choo's. No, (laughs) I'm talking about bread and butter and water. And (laughs) and light. And (laughs) bath. Okay. (laughs) And then 30% of your income, you will spend it on things that you want.
0: So okay. this is what like
2: you... This is the money that you'll use to buy those Jimmy Choo's, okay? Right, right. <laughs> so that, you know, don't be miserable when you're, you know, making a budget. Say that you don't have any money to spend on yourself, you know, to take yourself on a young date. So that's what you <laughs> exactly. of, of that. And then 20% of the money, you will save it. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. But then it won't... Okay, you have to be... Honest with yourself (laughs) completely. You know, be alone in a room if you have to, and Mm -hmm. actually calculate and track where your money goes. Mm. Because I could say spend 50% on things that you need, but if we're being honest, you need more than 50% to cover your needs. Right. Yeah. So you can use that 50, 30, 20 rule as like, the baseline and then build on top of that, you know, make a few tweaks here and there. Right. For it to work in your favor. Because again, it is personal finance. It's not a one size fits all. Yes. Because what works for me might not work for you. Yes. That's
1: yeah. very and
2: true. I, another mm-hmm. thing when it comes to budgeting is that you have to be very self disciplined, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self discipline <laughs> is very important. And I will not lie guys that thing is difficult i have zero self-discipline but i am working towards you know having some self-discipline so Yes, it is very important that you stick to that plan that you have set in place
1: mm. because if you actually really want to see a change then you have to put in the work yes that is true wow. and two i think I mean with the self-discipline thing I'm with you on that like it's like you know there's certain areas where it's like oh I'm the most disciplined person when it comes to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> take me to this area and then you've hit on my weakness and it's something that I need to work on um and I was just gonna say that <clears throat> I think that the importance with discipline and consistency is that you're then able to actually see, like, if it's working or it's not or what needs to be adjusted. Because i found yeah. in the past, like, when I've tried to stick to things um, or when I tried to achieve something but I wasn't able to stick to a particular plan, you know, or, or of action or something, it mm-hmm. was so counterproductive because then mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even... I haven't even tried, essentially, you know. Like, yeah. I can't even see if this could actually work because I, i'm not allowing myself to stick to it and i'm not being disciplined in that sense um and allowing the results to show themselves um, True. so yeah in,
2: ter- in terms of mm-hmm. being um consistent it's a matter of okay you're driving from Polukwani to cape town if you keep mm-hmm. on changing your routes, you'll never get to <laughs> <laughs> That's true. you'll never get there. You might That's even end true. up. So <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, you have to be really consistent and self
1: consistent and you need to know what you're working towards. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Anna, um, you've left us with a lot of gems today. Um, and so maybe the last thing for us to wrap up is How would you link the topic of personal finance with healing? Um, How are those two things connected to you? Because this obviously is a podcast about healing. And I do actually feel healed in some ways by talking about money with you. So I think there's a connection there. So what does that mean to you?
2: Um, How I would link money with healing is that if we look in our past, we don't speak about money. It's mm-hmm. a matter of when you ask your parents or your guardians for money, they'll tell you that money is the root of all evil, or go <laughs> on trees, or am I made out of money, or you know. And those things stick with us, and they build our beliefs um, right. around us. So when right. you grow up and become an adult, and you you get your own money. You become a uh, money through all evil. You know, um I am not made out of money. Money doesn't grow on trees. You <laughs> know, like that. So yes. it is very important that we notice those because I can say that my parents have told me those things. Mm. You know, but it's a matter of being educated and educating yourself about mm. it. yes Because it is very important. You know, there are things that. We need to do, you know, in terms of you know money, like budgeting and saving, that mm-hmm. can us, you know, and make us better for, you know, better people. I mean, sorry. Yes. And also, there are things like financial um, biases, you know, when mm. we think that um, going to Zanzibar is expensive. My friends and I were chilling the other day and we were we were like guys no let's travel let's go to Zanzibar. We mm. googled how much a flight was to Zanzibar and it was four thousand Rand a round mm. flight. Mm. In my mind, I was like, yo, sixty-nine <laughs> <laughs> like, K you know. Yeah, just like
1: yeah.
2: oh, I was not ready. <laughs> you know, but if you actually check these things out then you actually realize that it's not as bad as people make it seem mm. and it's not always as people make it seem you know yes and also like how you perceive money how you view money is very important and once you educate yourself your view on money changes because money is nothing but a tool yes but now people make money the goal Mm. And if money is the goal, you will never reach your goal. Mm. So that is another aspect that we really have to work on and improve is how we perceive money. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, I love that. And um <clears throat> just to add on to that, um there's another there's actually another episode I was recording. Um but I think I said something very similar. I said But it was in the context of happiness. I said, does Mm. money really make you happy? Or is it things that you can get with the money? Because I believe that now if you say money makes you happy, you're limiting yourself because money is money is money is money. It's going to be there sometimes. It's not going to be there sometimes. (laughs) Like It's it's how it goes. But now if you're saying it's things like providing for my family makes me happy or the work that I do do makes me happy, well now you're expanding because there are many ways to yeah. provide for your family there are many ways to, um grow that love that you have for the work that you do um so i i, I love um the way that you put that mm. um and i think, think? Mm-hmm, go on <laughs>
2: in terms of you know how you said it um i like how you said it how money doesn't take away happiness i came across this quote by um an old classmate of mine and he said Mm -hmm. not that money doesn't buy happiness but money doesn't take away sadness Mm. so now it's a whole shift on how we understand that particular quote is that if initially you're a deeply troubled person or you're just genuinely sad then money can't do anything about that for you Mm -hmm. and even if okay buying a chocolate brings some sort of um satisfaction it is temporary Exactly. and i I always tell people that first of all happiness is a choice Mm -hmm. and it comes from within because Mm. if you expect outside forces external forces to make you happy you will always be disappointed which
1: fuels that sadness exactly exactly no yeah you like you said it perfectly um i think it's important we have these conversations because a lot of us are feeling lost because we don't have money but we're missing the fact that we are abundant souls you know our souls are infinite so i mean i think What we need to do is be able to tap into that. And we really do need to start, like, healing ourselves, like, the emotional bits, like, the spiritual bits, like, because when you have no sense of direction, no grounding, no, like, compass, it doesn't matter what is in the external, you know, you're going to fall into a lot of different... (laughs) things that you don't want to fall into because what you really want is direction what we all really want we want to feel like our waking up every single morning is is bringing some kind of impact and it has a purpose in this world like we're not just floating around and (laughs) you know waiting for life to happen to us so I think it's uh, absolutely true, um, and I love the way that you that you phrased it.
2: Yeah, and I love how you mentioned that you know we're spiritual beings because that is true. We are spiritual beings mm-hmm. um, living a physical or experiencing a physical life. Right. Right. We are beyond the physical form. Mm-hmm. So it is very important that people do some deep dive into this whole being a
1: spiritual being because that's initially what we are mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely and i believe that once you f- once that abundance is realized within the money comes easily you know it will att- <laughs> it will come yeah it'll i come. believe money <laughs> you know i believe money like has a spirit uh, or like um, I don't know how to explain it. Like it has a spirit it, And it's it's just We have to figure out How can What does money like You know Sometimes mm. You just have to figure out What does money like You know What would make money Want to come up to me <laughs> <laughs> Help me <laughs> You know it's funny, so. it's funny That
2: you say that hey, Because <laughs> I have this picture It says If you chase a cat You'll never catch it but Mm. if you have something that the cat wants like fish or milk it'll come to you it will chase you. and the same it'll chase you (laughs) the same work with the money is that if you chase money you'll never get it but if you have Mm -hmm. something that money wants then it'll come to you
1: exactly and also
2: i can't tell you what money does not want Okay, please, please
1: (laughs) please leave us with what money does not like so that I can fix my life.
2: (laughs) One big thing that I've noticed is that money does not like negative um, vibes. It does not like being Mm. spoken of negatively. Mm. I mean, if we relate that to people, if someone says something terrible about you, Google, and is constantly saying something terrible about you you mm. have no you have no desire you don't want to be associated with that person
1: yes and the yes. same works yes. with Nancy money. Nancy like <laughs> like no one wants to be your coposi. <laughs> <umanko> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the same works with
2: money if you're constantly going to say money is the root of all evil or mm. people that are wealthy are evil or you know money can't buy you happiness or you're always negative towards money it'll never come to you and that's mm. just that
1: you know no i feel you i yeah. feel you and um yeah before we run out of time i feel like this was way too short i need to have you back on here like <laughs> i'll be back <laughs> i'll you back. be back I'll on here. we need a whole financial course like <laughs> we do hey <laughs> <laughs> no we do um but i think um yeah i think ultimately guys we have to speak into our existence um you know the life that we want and that includes money um so thank you so much for being here Ona. i i i had so much fun and i think we should try to arrange for you to be back here yeah i would really love that thank you so much for having me google of course, of course. Now stay well and stay sexy and stay rich. <laughs> I'm wishing okay. that onto your life. I accept, I accept. <laughs> I
2: receive. Okay, bye Ona. Bye.
1: God bless her. Thank you.